You are listening to the REI Mastermind Podcast. Join JD as he chats with industry-leading real estate experts and professionals. We learn from their experience and uncover the strategies to their success that we can implement into our own businesses and we can drive immediate results today. They share their experience and wisdom as we build the foundation to our own success. This is the REI Mastermind Network. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about some diversification today. We got Nick McCullum on, and he is with Passive.com. That's P-A-S-S-I-V.com. Who they they do a great job turning your brokerage account into a modern portfolio management, linking a few things and giving you kind of a dashboard. Um, and I think it's always important to to not only do we talk a lot about, of course, real estate investing, but options for diversification and management of that. So I really appreciate your time today, Nick. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's an honor to be here. So let's let's start at the very beginning. How long have you been with the company? I joined Passive in December 2019. Uh, one of the co-founders is kind of a longtime friend of mine. The company was founded in 2017, and I've been uh, kind of curiously following the journey ever since, decided to join the team full-time at the end of 2019. Sure. And we before we started hitting hit the record button here, you mentioned that uh, quite a few of your customers are in the real estate industry. And uh, is one of the reasons why you thought this might be a good fit to, to come on the show. Yeah. So, I mean, like most, uh, you know, most high net worth individuals, investors, the kind of finance savvy types, uh, some of our users, you know, have some rental properties, some real estate, and then a large part of their other net worth is invested in the stock market. So uh, the stock market component is kind of what we at Passive are trying to help people automate and, and make better. But yeah, definitely we see lots of diversification in the people we talk to. So can you, can you talk a little bit about like what does Passive do? How does, help, how does it help uh, investors manage that portfolio? Yeah, so Passive is uh, kind of designed to be a way for you to automate the management of your public investments. So that would be like stocks or bonds or ETFs. Now, ETFs are just uh, exchange-traded funds. You can kind of think of them as similar to mutual funds, but they trade on a stock exchange uh, just like stocks do. So what Passive does is it pairs directly to your brokerage account. So let's say you have uh, you know, an account at TD Ameritrade or at Interactive Brokers or at Quest Trade or something like that and you have investments there, what you would do is you would create a passive account. And then from within your passive account, you would link to your brokerage account. And we link through a kind of an authentication protocol called OAuth2, um, which is pretty technical. But basically what that means is that we don't actually have to store your login information or anything else. What happens instead is we redirect you to their website, you authorize us to access certain information that we need, and then you get redirected back to the passive website. Now, once that's done, passive lets you set a target portfolio and then Passive does all of the work that you need uh, to kind of calculate the trades required to get you as close as possible to that target portfolio. Once that's done, we let you rebalance with one click. So we send the trades off to your broker, they get executed, and they send us back a trade confirmation. And then Passive periodically monitors your investment account so that, that whenever your portfolio drifts from your target portfolio, you'll get notified via email and pr- get prompted to log in and rebalance again just with one click. That's kind of like the 30,000 foot overview of what Passive does. I'm happy to kind of provide more detail on any of the components. Uh, yeah, so let's talk a little bit. You know, you mentioned Ameritrade and 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 a few other things. Like, what other type of integrations can can you incorporate? So right now, 
Now we have integrations with a few different brokerages in Canada, which is where we're based. We have a pretty strong uh, relationship with Quest Trade, so lots of integration there. And then down in the States, we have integrations with uh, TD Ameritrade, Interactive Brokers, and uh, Alpaca and Tradier, which are two smaller kind of more developer-focused uh, stock brokerages. Sure. So it sounds like you can you can do some of the buy and sell right within your platform? Yeah, exactly. So uh, like I said, once you set a target portfolio, uh, Passive will come of constantly monitor your account and determine when you need to make trades to get closer to your target portfolio. And the mechanism that we do that through is this metric called portfolio accuracy, which basically calculates how close your actual portfolio is to your target portfolio. Now, what Passive does is it allows you to set what's called a drift threshold so that whenever your portfolio accuracy falls below that drift threshold, we will send you an email. To provide a really basic example, if you were kind of invested in two ETFs, let's say the SPY ETF, which is the S&P 500 index fund, and then the QQQ ETF, which is the NASDAQ uh, index fund. So those are kind of two of the more popular exchange trade funds. And let's say you made a target portfolio that was 50% allocated to each of those two ETFs. Um, once you create your account and rebalance for the first time, you'll basically be right at 50-50 or as close as possible given like how much cash is in your account. You'll always have kind of a tiny bit of cash left over, but that will be like, you'll be basically at 50-50 once that's done. As your portfolio changes over time and one ETF goes up and maybe the other ETF goes down, you'll drift away from your target portfolio a little bit. And whenever that portfolio accuracy uh, metric drifts below your drift threshold, that's when Passive will send you an email and tell you to log in to rebalance. Okay. So just just so that everybody can follow along, uh, head over to when I say uh, passive, do that without the E at the end. It's P-A-S-S-I-V dot com. And then if you want to follow uh, them on Twitter, it's passive team. Um, Nick, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you directly, is there a best way to do that? Yeah, so you can just email me directly. My email is nick.mccullum at passive.com. Uh, or you can also find me on Twitter. My handle is nickjmccullum. Sure. So how do you, how does the system work? Like, you, you know, you, you talked about uh, logging in to do a balance. Is that the trigger that has to happen to, to, to constantly be in sync with uh, these brokerages? Yeah, so we, uh, we kind of have... Uh, native integrations with these brokerages where we have access to their APIs. Now, an API is just an application programming interface. And I've always thought of like the easiest way to understand what an API is, is it's kind of like a tool that your software can use to um, control or use someone else's software. So basically the passive platform uses brokerages APIs to execute trades or read account data or do those sorts of things from the brokerage's software. Now, uh, not all brokerages have open APIs, but for the ones that do, we're kind of slowly working to get more integrations. Um, and the benefit of that, instead of using a different technology like screen scraping, where you actually uh, log in, you have to store the customer's account information and log in and read their account information from the website. The benefit with APIs is that they're generally a lot more backwards compatible. So with screen scraping, anytime the firm that you're integrated with changes something about their website, you would have to kind of modify or rebuild your integration. But when you're integrated with their API, most API providers guarantee backwards compatibility so that if you're integrated with their API now, there's a really low chance that that API will stop working in the future, given the integration that you've set up. Right. And I'd have to think it's far more secure using the API as well. Yeah, well, for us, like we, we 
you know, we see benefit in not having to store our customers' account information. We're really happy with where our cybersecurity is at, but, you know, in case anything happened, there's just a lot less risk if we don't have that stuff on our servers and it just remains on the brokerage's servers instead. Right. So what type of automation automation uh, when it comes to the investing is available to the user? Yeah, passive. I mean, we, like a lot of software tools, we have customers who use us in all sorts of different ways. So we have some people where they just, they link passive to one account and within that one account, they might just have one ETF and they use passive to just make sure that there's not any idle cash in that account. So that anytime, you know, there's cash sitting there that they could use to buy some of the ETF, they'll get an email notification. That's probably like the most basic use case of passive. We have other users where they have integrations with multiple brokerages and at each of those brokerages, they have multiple accounts. And then um, the, the rebalancing engine of passive kind of relies on this concept called a portfolio group. And a portfolio group is just a group of accounts that you pair together so that they can all be assigned to the same target portfolio. So, you know, in the most complicated example, you might have multiple brokerage connections with multiple accounts at each brokerage and multiple portfolio groups with different target portfolios. And, uh, the rebalancing engine can kind of account for all of that and do this thing. It might take a bit longer to do your calculations, but it can handle all of that as well. So I would say like most software, we have some users who use it for really basic functionality. And then we have other power users who really kind of, you know, put push pass it to the limits and do basically everything they can with it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think what this is especially interesting for is that, you know, uh, a lot of people and we've been, I don't know if we want to say it's it's been something that's been drilled into our minds that when you're investing in some of these, whether it's a stock or retirement accounts or whatever, you kind of set it and forget it. I, I think it's it's one of those things where it'd be nice to have a dashboard so that you can keep an eye on it on a big on a more regular basis so that you can see actually what's going on. Yeah, totally. I mean. For me, I think one of the really cool things about passive is that you can have investments at multiple different institutions, but you can use passive to manage all of those investments from a single centralized dashboard. Sure. So outside of, of these these initial uh, thoughts and, and concepts here regarding automation and the single dashboard, what are some of the other things that uh, can be done with passive? Yeah, so uh, two cool things that I think a lot of our users get a lot of benefit from are our reporting features and our uh, goals features. So I can talk a bit about both of those right now. The the reporting feature is basically similar to like the reporting feature at any of your financial institutions. It would allow you to see things like your contributions over time and, uh, you know, your performance, your dividend income, those sorts of things. Now, our performance feature is uh, kind of it's built a little differently depending on which brokerage you're at. And if you're at some of the brokerages, especially down in the U S it might not be populated the same as if you were in Canada, some of our older, uh, better supported brokerages, but we're always working to make it better. And I think the thing that people like about that reporting feature is that um, it's really focused on the things about your investments that you can control. So uh, namely one of the things that's presented with the most kind of emphasis on that reporting page is the contributions that you've made to your investment account over time. That's actually on my reporting dashboard. That's the thing that I've selected to show up at the top. It shows you kind of month by month how much you've contributed or withdrawn to your investment account. And while you don't have control or at least not complete control over the performance of your investments, you do have a lot of control over what your contributions are. So for me, I like that that kind of behavioral aspect is shown at the start. We also measure your contribution streak. So that's basically 
how many months in the last 12 months have you contributed to your investment account? So that's shown prominently as well. And then there's other things like your dividend income and uh, you know your investment fees paid over time, how high those are. Lots of really interesting things like that could show on that reporting page. So that's something that we know our users uh, tend to love. Our, uh, the other feature that I mentioned was our goals feature. And the thing that people like about the goals feature is that it's designed so that you can set an investing goal. So an example might be, I want to have a million dollars in this account by this date. And then once that goal is set, you can go to the goals page within Passive and see the progress of that goal over time. There's also other functionality too, like when you're setting up the goal, uh, you can say, if I contribute this much and get this rate of return, uh, what happens to this goal? Like, am I going to achieve it or not? It all gets plotted on graphs that make it very easy to visualize your financial progress over time. So aside from the stuff we already talked about, I would say that our reporting feature and our goals features are two things that our customers really use and, and tend to like a lot. Right. You know, one of the things that I think is 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 something that uh, when I took a, a moment and looked at some of my retirement accounts, it was shocking how many how many fees and everything are being paid, and uh, this type of thing would probably shed some light on on what's actually uh, to try to trim down some of the, even some of those costs. Yeah, totally. I mean, at Passive, we're we're big believers in investing in low cost ETFs for the long term. We have users, like I said, who use our software in lots of different ways, and not all of them invest in ETFs, certainly, but. We think you know the lower fees offered by ETFs are are really kind of a big benefit to people, especially if they can get switched over from mutual funds at a long or sorry at a young age and benefit from a long time horizon to you know compound those reduced fees over time. Sure. Well, let's say if somebody's just getting started, you know, and they they don't really have a brokerage account, is that something that you can help them set up? Yeah, so at Passive, we actually don't, uh, you know, we're just a software company. We're not a registered financial advisor or a broker dealer or anything like that. Um, but I will say, you know, it's, it's not too, too hard to get set up with a brokerage account. What I would do is I would just Google around and, uh, you know, look for some reviews on good brokerages. Up here in Canada, uh, we're big fans of Quest Trade. That's who I use personally. Uh, and then down in the States, I know TD Ameritrade has a big presence. Charles Schwab has a big presence. Interactive Brokers has a big presence. So, uh, it kind of depends on like what your goals are for for what you're trying to achieve. But I would say it's pretty hard to go wrong with any of the big players. So getting set up with a brokerage account is definitely like your first step to get started if you've never invested in the public markets before. Sure. And then I, I know that you you typically wouldn't provide advice regarding what to buy and sell, but what kind of historical data is presented to the user so that they can make those informed decisions themselves? Yeah, I mean, Passive is designed as a, as a tool to help you manage your portfolio. It's not a, you know, a financial advisor or uh, an investment advisor. So we actually don't provide any sort of advice anywhere within the app on what to invest in. Um, what, what most people do, though, if they're not familiar with how to get started, is they'll just kind of self-educate, read some books, read some good investing blogs, and then figure out what kind of model portfolio or what kind of asset allocation that they want to invest in. Once they've actually already made those decisions on their own, that's when they could use passive to help them like with the implementation stage. But in terms of trying to decide what to invest in or, or what you should buy or hold or sell, passive actually is kind of not in a position to help you with that just because of where we are in the regulated space. You know, we don't have our financial advisor license or anything like that. Right. No, you know, one, one of the things that, I, you know, I went to your site and uh, to check out a couple things. And one of the things that I really wanted to call people out to 
and make sure that they go to PASSIV.com is your blog. I mean, there is a lot of free information out there for people. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that we think a lot of people have trouble with getting started in investing, it's just like the information overload. It's an industry where there's a ton of jargon. There's a ton of special terms. There's frankly a lot of paperwork typically to get started. So to the extent that we can kind of empower investors through education, that's something that we're really happy to do. Sure. So, you know, one of the one of the questions that I would definitely ask then, and I, I know that this would be something on the top of a lot of people's mind is, how does Passive make money on doing this and providing this platform? Yeah, totally. I mean, like they say, there's no free lunch. So we have employees to pay and servers to pay for and stuff. So we do we do have a revenue model. And, and what we do is we try to keep things completely simple. Um, we know in the financial industry, transparency is not always like a prime priority. But for us, it's really simple. So we have two different versions of Passive that you can sign up for. The first version is called Passive Community. And that one's for free. And it will be free forever. Um, now, it just has a bit more of a limited feature set. So there's things that you can't do on Passive Community. Uh, one of the more notable ones is one-click trade. So if you actually want to use Passive to rebalance your portfolio with one click, then you would have to upgrade to our paid version. Now, that version is called Passive Elite, and the pricing model for that is dead simple. It is just $99 a year paid with your credit card. And we have a, a money-back guarantee. So if you're not happy with Passive and how it's helping you, then you can just reach out to us and we'll happily refund you. And probably ask you for some feedback on what we could have done better. Sure. So, you know, I, I, I told you that uh, this was going to be pretty uh, a different conversation here today. But uh, before we uh, wrap things up here, I always want to ask if there was a question that you wished I would have asked you here today or, or any other feature that we probably should have covered. That's a great question. Um, I would say, you know, the only thing we never really talked about, I guess, is like our mission as passive as a company. And our goal is to kind of make DIY investing accessible for everyone. So um, if people want to use a financial advisor, we think that can definitely add a lot of value if you're partnered with the right professional. But we also want to make it as easy as possible for anyone to manage their own investment portfolios without anyone's help. So our mission overall is to make DIY investing kind of accessible for everyone. So to the extent that we can do that through a software tool, that's great. And uh, we're always kind of looking for, for more opportunities to do that. Sure. Well, you know, that does lead me to one other quick question. You know, uh, some of us would have a day job. Can you associate those brokerages that are associated with 401k and, and other things into passive as well? Yeah. So, I mean, the 401k market in the United States, especially is absolutely massive. That's definitely a market that we would love to help out eventually, but right now it's not something that we do. No. Okay. Well, I, I appreciate your time today, Nick. You know, uh, I, I think, like I said, it's really important as, as real estate investors that we consider, uh, you know, balancing our portfolio and looking at alternatives and, and different investments this looks to be a great platform that uh, provides that single pane of glass for everybody. Make sure you head over to passiv.com or uh, on Twitter, it is Passive Team. Uh, but Nick, uh, again, did you want to shoot out your, your contact in information if people wanted to reach out? Yeah, so my email is nick.mccullum at passive.com. And I guess the offer that I'll make to your audience is that if anyone wants a demo of Passive to see how it works before they kind of get started, just send me an email and I'd be happy to kind of, you know, hop on a video call, show you how the software works. I'll even just show you kind of how I use it to manage my own personal investments because, you know, I think it's 
if you're going to be recommending something to people, it should be something you're happy to use yourself. I love the product. I'm really happy with how it helps me save time and save money. So uh, if anyone wants a demo, just fire me an email at nick.mccollum at passive.com. Well, I appreciate your time today, Nick. And uh, I hope we can chat again sometime. There might be something else here that uh, I'd like to chat about with you on a deeper level. Awesome. Thanks a bunch. And uh, we'll talk soon. This has been the REI Mastermind Network. You can already tell that we've made some changes and a few more are on the way. If you are interested in what we have planned, head over to patreon.com slash REI Mastermind and support the show today. Financial contributions are always appreciated, along with a like, share, and review. It really helps us grow and reach more people with this valuable information. See you next time, and tell a friend.